Hey, it's Thomas Frank. I've just got a quick note for you before we get into the show. If you've been enjoying the Inforium or my videos over on YouTube, then you, my friend, should get Nebula. On Nebula, you get ad-free versions of both this podcast and my videos, along with exclusive stuff like extended versions of those videos. And it's not just our stuff that you're going to get. Dozens of other creators are on Nebula, including Ali Abdal, Wendover Productions, Braincraft, Tier Zoo, and lots more. Nebula gives us a chance to experiment, and since everything's ad-free, it's also the best way for you to get our content. Head over to theinforium.com slash nebula to sign up now. You're listening to the College Info Geek Podcast, where it's all about learning more, paying off your student debt, landing your dream job, and being awesome at college. Now, here's your host, Thomas Frank. Listeners, behold the instrument of your liberation, the College Info Geek Podcast. You know, actually, I am kind of lucky to even be here recording this right now because I was incredibly stupid the other night, and I'll just tell you the whole story. Um, I was trying to cook some new things, get some new recipes, because I have a new app on my Mac called Paprika, which brings in awesome new recipes from all around the internet and gives you grocery lists and nice directions, and it's cool, and it helps somebody who's not very kitchen literate like me to cook. Now, usually I cook with butter, but the recipe that I was making the other night, which was egg rolls, called for oil. And made those, they were great, but Thomas's brain did not equate oil to grease, and I tried to rinse out the pan while the oil was still hot, and promptly burst everything into tons of smoke and almost fire, and freaked out, and all my friends called me an idiot, and they were right. But anyway, didn't die from that, learned a lesson, and welcome back to the College Info Geek Podcast. I uh, haven't released an episode for a little over a week, so I'm very excited to get this one out and into your ears and into your brain. Anyway, we are closing in on the 3,000 download mark for the College Info Geek Podcast, which I don't think is too bad for a podcast that's only been around for a little over a month. So all I got to say is thank you so much for sticking around. Thank you so much for checking out the blog in a different format, audio format, and bringing it with you when you work out or whatever you do while you listen to this podcast. And before we start, I want to give a couple of shout outs to some specific listeners um, to who have actually given me some feedback and told me they've been listening, which is great to hear. First off, Dalton Rushy. Uh, Dalton's been an awesome, you know, really, really loyal reader since the beginning, which is amazing back when I had hardly any readers. Um, and he didn't actually tell me he was listening, but he challenged me to a game on Ruzzle when I put out that issue for our challenges in the last episode. So I'm getting better, which is awesome. Thank you, Dalton, for challenging me. And I hope you had fun beating me because I'm still terrible at that game. Also, shout out to Robbie Williford and Mac at Dare to Write. You both have given me feedback on the podcast, letting me know you're listening. That's amazing to hear. Thank you so much. Okay, so... I let you know that I was going to Austin for a trip uh, a couple weeks ago, and I did that, and I want to give you just an overview of the trip, what happened, you know, how everything went. If you didn't hear the last podcast, then I'll just give you a bit of an overview of the trip. First off, shout out to my friend Alex Mangini for letting me uh, crash on his couch for the whole week. That was awesome. Thank you so much. Didn't have to spend any more money than the plane ticket, really, and my food, so it was overall pretty pretty awesome time for not much money. Um, but yeah, so I went to Austin for an event called FU Weekend. And FU Weekend is basically the antithesis to Startup Weekend, in which Startup Weekend, you kind of go 
for a weekend, you pitch an idea that you have that you have not started yet, and then they vote, and you get into groups on the best ideas, and you spend the whole weekend just like marathoning work on this startup, and it's a great opportunity to meet people who are also entrepreneurs and have different skills, and just get some, get your hands dirty, get some experience building something over a weekend. Now, FU Weekend, which is short for Finish Up Weekend, is kind of the opposite of that where it was basically just a bunch of creative people coming in who already had projects they needed to get done, but they had some work already done on, and the idea was just to get shit done, you know, just marathon work and try to get everything done in the weekend. And let me tell you, it was an inspiring experience to see all these amazing people just working on all their projects and getting things done. Some some awesome, awesome things were done during that weekend. My project was simply learning how to build an iPhone app. So this is my last semester of college, as you may or may not know. And I really don't have very many classes left to take because I took a lot of classes in high school, uh, college credit, things like that. So my course load over my whole four years has been pretty manageable. But this semester, there's barely anything left to do. I had one uh, final capstone course in my business major. And then there was another elective class that was specific to the management information systems major. So there's a list of classes. And for my major, you have to take two of these electives along with the required ones. Well, the only elective available this semester was a 6 p.m. to 9 p.m. Java programming class. And I don't know about you, but I don't want to be in class 6 to 9 p.m. That's not my cup of tea. So I had almost like just said, okay, screw it. I'm going to take this. But then I real I remembered my friend Pat Flynn from the Smart Passive Income blog has his own iPhone app for his blog, not just a mobile site or anything. It's a legit app where you can look at his blog posts, see his Twitter, and also listen to a podcasts um, on the app. And I use that app all the time. And I thought to myself, hmm, Tom, what if you built an app like that, but for your own blog, and found a way to get credit for it? So I went to the department director for MIS and I said, Hey man, uh, can I just like skip this final class and instead do an independent study where I build a full iPhone app and, um, try to get it published in the app store and like write a report on it. And he was like, yeah, sounds good. So luckily I was able to get that transferred over. And instead of going to class every Thursday at night and hating myself, I'm just working on this app. But the problem is building an iPhone app is hard work and it's a lot harder than building a website as I soon found out. So I had kind of been putting off the project for all of January and all of February doing very minimal work on it because it just seemed so hard. And I had all these other, other projects that I could get a lot more work done on initially. So every day I would tell myself I'm going to work on this and then I just wouldn't do it. And it was, it was not a good deal. So, but I have my graduation writing on this class, so I have to get it done. So basically, FU Weekend was basically me forcing myself by way of a $600 plane ticket to get my button gear and start building this thing. And when I got there, I still really didn't know what to do. But the awesome thing was a guy named Josh Long was at the conference, and he is an employee of Treehouse, which is an online video training site. And uh, he recommended the iPhone dev courses on Treehouse, which I had totally forgotten about. So... The cool thing is a few months ago, I applied for this Treehouse scholarship where I think 2,000 college students would get a two-year scholarship to use Treehouse free. And I don't know if not a whole lot of people signed up or if I just got lucky, but I did get that scholarship. So I have two years of this of a free usage of the site that I hadn't been using 
and I totally forgot about it, but then he reminded me, so it was awesome. And I got on there and I spent the whole weekend just going through the Treehouse iPhone dev courses. And at the end, I had built one whole entire example application. You know, it's not crazily awesome. It doesn't do a whole lot. But the fact that I was able to build a full app in a weekend is pretty mind-blowing to me. And I also got a great start on the actual blog reader app, which is what I really want to do. So in terms of work done, definitely an awesome experience, worth the money, worth the travel. And I also met some amazing people during the weekend. Surprisingly, a couple even went to Iowa State and college. You know, it's it's so weird, but also awesome to meet other Iowans when I'm out traveling. I met my friend Lauren, who goes to Iowa City, uh, University of Iowa, out in San Francisco of all places last summer. And then a couple people here who went to Iowa State. So it's, it's pretty crazy. Um, the trip kind of took a turn for the worse when I got done, though. I was supposed to come back last Monday. I got a call from American Airlines, and they were like, hey, you got to come back on Tuesday. So get to the airport on Tuesday. I'm like, all right, one day later, not a big deal. I'm missing one class, but who cares? Get on the plane, fly to Dallas. Everything's great. And then I get on the plane to Dallas. We start flying to Iowa, and the weather starts getting bad. And over about Kansas City, the captain comes over the intercom, and he's like, uh, we're going back to Dallas. Sorry. So immediately everyone just pulls out their phones and tries to start calling their family because we were probably 45 minutes from landing at that point. And nobody gets through. It doesn't work. They should have known better. But I realized they had uh, in-flight Wi-Fi, so I was able to get on Facebook and tell my friends, you know, don't come get me. But I ended up staying up. I had to fly back to Dallas. I ended up staying up all night playing Pokemon in a chair, not sleeping in the Dallas airport, and then had to come back on Wednesday. So two days later, then I actually intended to come back because of weather. And when I got back, none of my friends could come get me. So I was just so tired. I paid a taxi cab driver like 90 bucks to get me back to Ames. But anyway, that was crazy. But still, everything that happened before that made it totally worth it. Um, so if I guess what I can give as a summary for this is if you see an awesome conference it's all about getting stuff done then i would recommend going to it and if it's a startup weekend as well go to that as well even if you aren't able to work on a project you already have going it's still a really good opportunity to meet people and to build your skills and to actually see yourself create something cool outside of class so do it all right now let's get into the real content of this episode i've already talked enough about updates and stuff so let's get into it I bet you're wondering about the title, which was why your education costs $88,000 instead of a buck 50. You may be asking yourself, how did Tom get those numbers? Is he looking at my bank account? Is he reading my mind through the, my iPhone's earbuds? I'll answer the first question in a bit. As for the other two, no and of course. First, before we get back to that other question, let me pose a question for you to ponder is why the hell do people pay thousands of dollars for information products or even college when they can get information for free? Now, to put that in perspective, I'm going to tell you a story of something that happened to me a few weeks ago. My friend Derek Halpern runs a blog called socialtriggers.com where he dives deep into psychological concepts and how they apply to web marketing. So basically, he helps people who run websites to get more customers and make their websites convert better, get people on email lists, sell products, whatever. He's like a really, really good marketer, and I've been following him a long time because his stuff is very, very helpful. So about a month ago, I think, or maybe three weeks ago, I don't know, 
he started advertising that he was going to do this free webinar on building a better blog. And as a blogger, I was like, hey, I'm going to get on this webinar because I know Derek, he's a cool guy, you know, kind of obnoxious, but still a cool guy. And there might be some good information here to learn. So we go on to the webinar. It's about an hour long. There's some great information. And I knew this was coming. I'm sure most people probably did as well. But most webinars that are free, quote unquote, always come with some sort of pitch for a product at the end that's maybe an extension of the content they have given you in the webinar or like in-depth training or something. Basically, we're giving you this up front for free. Here you go. And now if you want to pay more to find out, then we'll drop this bomb right here. So drop the bomb indeed. Derek has a new course called Blog That Converts and this thing costs $697 for his blogging course. Now I was expecting maybe $150 or $200 for it, but he apparently thinks his course is worth $700. And the thing is, I know that every little bit of content in that course is either in a blog post he wrote somewhere or in another blog post that somebody else wrote, or in a book somewhere. Derek's a guy who reads about three books a week, as I've heard. So he's calling a lot of resources from a lot of different places. And honestly, obviously there's other people out there who are also creating their own content. They're also putting out information for people to learn for free. So everything that's going to be in his course is somewhere to be found for free. I mean, the wording isn't the same, the specific ordering of the ideas isn't the same, but the results that you get from the course could be gained by learning from other cheaper resources. And yet, tons of people paid for it. Derek made gorillions of dollars. I mean, in his latest podcast, he told a story about going into a shop where they were trying to sell him this coat, this cashmere jacket that could repel water, and the price tag was $3,600. You know, I don't know if he bought it or not, but... The fact that he even started considering that means he's doing something right and he's making buku bucks. So did I buy it? <laughs> no, obviously I already literally know everything there is to know about blogging. So of course I don't need it. Duh. But one thing I did pay for is college. And that's pretty much the same thing. I mean, with both Derek's expensive blogging course and all the other expensive information products that exists out there. I know Ramit Sethi's uh, personal finance courses can be very expensive sometimes. And also a college education. The thing we're paying for is curation. Okay? And that's that's the one big concept I want you to learn from this podcast and realize you probably already know this somewhere deep down in your head, but I want you to realize it for, for real right now. What you're paying for with a college education, with any information product, Anything where you're paying a lot of money for some sort of information, you're paying for curation. In the case of college, you might already be paying for, you know, quote unquote, job security in the form of a college degree that gives you some sort of, you know, qualification that you can show to other people or the connections that you think the school will enable you to make that you couldn't make otherwise. But with regard to the actual educational component, you're paying for curation. With the internet at your fingertips and a library, probably no more than a couple miles down the road, you already have access to everything you're ever going to want to learn in those classrooms for free or for much, much cheaper. The only problem is it isn't already curated for you. I mean, the reason that we pay so much money for this information is because we are, one, lazy, and two, impatient. We want a simple, step-by-step path to our goals. 
if we even have goals. Let's say we do. We want the most clear path. Like lightning, we want the path of least resistance. We don't want to spend time using multiple resources and unearthing the wisdom we need to, to find by looking under hundreds and hundreds of different rocks. We just want the formula. I mean, that's, that's what we want. We want to be swiftly guided through a single path and every little bit of information we don't want just handed to us. Let our money do the rock peering. I mean, if I said you can learn to be a computer programmer in a year and here's a huge ass list of resources out here or here's Google, it's and I just tell you, you can do it for free. Or if I say, pay me $100 and in three months, I'll, I'll take you through this 10-step uh, program that will guide you exactly to your goal of being a computer programmer. A lot of people are going to say, you know what? I can make $100 in 10 hours of work you know, flipping burgers or whatever I'm doing right now. I'm going to pay Tom this money. I'm going to go through his course. I'm not going to worry myself with looking through Google and finding lots of dead ends and all that crap, blah, blah, blah. So, yeah, I mean, we're just lazy. We want that We want that step-by-step formula. But the sad part is this. Most of the people who are truly, truly successful are the ones who actually did the hard work to look under hundreds of rocks. I mean... They are the ones who educated themselves from a variety of sources. They scraped and bleated and collected information from all the other sources so they could gain dun, 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 a unique perspective. That's right. If you educate yourself looking high and low for solutions, nobody else is going to have the same perspective as you do. However, if you just go through some expensive-ass course with a curriculum taught by some guru and you're going to go through their exact same formula. I mean, you're going to be disappointed with the results. You might get some results, but if you're expecting to be great going through just a course, it's not going to happen. I mean, that guru didn't follow the formula that they're teaching you right now. And remember, part of their success came in developing the formula and getting your sorry butt to buy it. Now, that's not to say that an expensive course is useless. I'm not going to say that at all. A lot of expensive courses are great. In many cases, being guided through a set curriculum developed by a successful person or whatever who's been there, done that, can actually, I mean, it can actually help you speed up quicker, uh, get you up to speed quicker. It's its going to guide you through a good path of proven resources to get that knowledge downloaded into your brain without you having to run into dead ends. I mean, that's just... That's just a simple fact of learning something on your own. You're going to you're going to make mistakes. You're going to bump into resources that are outdated or they just don't work as well as they used to. You know, whatever. So you avoid the mistakes that the guru made by paying for their course, and you're pointing in the right direction of the right educational materials that you need faster than you would have found them on your own. So if you're crunched for time. Spending some money you already have on an information product or a college course can be a good investment. However, that course alone will never make you a superstar. I mean, this is the same with an information product and a college course. You are one student out of a bunch sitting learning the exact same thing. Anything that is designed to convey the exact information to lots of people will never make you great because your unique skills and perspective are what makes you great. It's what you do that's remarkable, not what you are taught that a bunch of other people are taught. You know, this is the thing about a college class reading one book. I mean, there's 50 students reading 50 or one book. 
and at the end of the day, one book is read, the information is conveyed to a lot of people, a lot of people have learned something, but imagine if there were 50 students reading 50 books, you get 50 students who have all learned unique things, who all now have a unique perspective, and they can all offer something, and that's an amazing concept, that usually doesn't happen in structured courses, which is kind of sad, but it's what really, really, really brings out unique perspective and what really makes people great. So if you ever do buy into an expensive course, college probably being the most expensive course there is, realize that you must also do work outside of your program if you ever hope to be anything more than average. Remember what Jim Rohn said, formal education will make you a living, self-education will make you a fortune. I believe in that 100%. In fact, what I want you to do if you've made it this far into the podcast is go on to College Info Geek and scroll down to the post that says how to learn more outside of class than you could ever learn inside of it. And the URL for that is collegeinfogeek.com slash self-study with a dash in between self and study. I will also link to this post in the show notes. But in this post, I show how I am learning things on my own that are not taught in class, either not offered or just I don't want to take the class for them. And through this self-study, I'm learning things that nobody else is learning in my school. And I'm gaining this unique perspective and learning things that my friends wish they could know, but they aren't learning because they're just going through classes. So in this post, I also go through the process of, you know, gaining the motivation to start your own self-study course and finding the resources you need to learn whatever you want, no matter what it is. Um, so it's one, it's one of my favorite posts that I've written so far and I actually wrote the whole 5,600 words of it in one day. So it was pretty cool. Um, but definitely I, I would recommend you check that out because I am just super passionate about this idea of learning on your own and curating your own set of educational resources. Does it take longer? Yes. Are you going to make mistakes? Yes. Are you going to run into dead ends where you're going to scratch your head and not know where to go? Yes. But one, you're not going to pay hundreds of dollars for this because you're doing it on your own and all this information is free. And two, as I've been saying, you're going to be gaining your own perspective. It's going to be your knowledge. You're not just being spoon fed something. And that is truly the key to making a really, really great contribution. It's something that only you know. So I'm going to leave you there. This is a pretty short episode of the podcast. But I just want to have you think about that one idea. You're paying for curation whenever you pay a lot of money for education. There might be some ancillary benefits, but with regards to the actual educational component, you're paying for curation. And that's what it is. And if you're wondering where I got those numbers at the beginning of the podcast, the $88,000 and the one fifty, the 88000 is taken from collegedata.org, I believe. Um, where they state that $22,000 is the average cost of one year at a public college. So I just times that by four and got 88,000. And then $1.50 is from the movie Goodwill Hunting, where he says he wasted $150,000 on an education you could have got for $1.50 in late fees at the public library. And that's probably my favorite quote from that movie. I mean, maybe it's tied with the how do you like them apples quote, but I love that quote. Because, you know, even though he's not a real character, he's just this awesome illustrated example of what you can do if you educate yourself. Now, maybe you're not a super genius like his character in that movie. I certainly am not myself. But 
the concept is still the same. Educate yourself. Please do it. Okay, so that does it for this episode of the College Info Geek Podcast. Hope you enjoyed it. And next week, I'll be bringing you another awesome interview with another expert. And you're going to love it. And it's going to be great. And it's going to change your life. Maybe not. But it's going to be good stuff. If you like this episode, I would love it if you went onto iTunes and left me a review or a rating if you haven't already. And send this to a friend if you think it could benefit them. I think this message, I think this message can benefit everyone, which is why I want to get it out so badly. So that's it. Um, yeah, have an awesome day and learn something on your own. Oh yeah, and if you want to get the show notes for this episode, you can just go to collegeinfogeek.com/cast. And that page will give you a whole listing of all the podcast episodes. Just clip on the one for episode five and you will get all the resources that I mentioned in this episode as well as links to iTunes and all that cool stuff. So leave a comment if you want. Anyway, see ya. Thanks for listening to the College Info Geek Podcast. Grow your brain even more at www.collegeinfogeek.com.